Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome. We are live. Amanda Grace here with you. And we have a couple prayer requests. I forgot. I'm going to I'm gonna bring up in just a moment. I am typing my sanctuary manager, actually, because she called me. She had to rush her dog to the vet. She wasn't breathing. We prayed on the phone all the way to the vet. Just please keep uh, the dog's name is Brandy. Keep Brandy in prayer. Also, a dear friend of ours, the Patero family. Um, Joe had to go in for emergency surgery with his heart, and and uh, he had suffered um, a a stroke and had to go into emergency surgery. Please keep them in prayer. Um, they are dear friends of ours. And so, um, I was there today with them. And so, um, and, and so was, uh, uh, another friend of ours, Stacy, who is actually very good friends with their family. So we were all there today with them. Um, Pastor Sam prayed with all of us. So just please keep them in your prayers as we go forth. I'm going to open up a prayer because we have a lot to get into. We're lighting the Hanukkah candles together before we get into the word. This word, I don't know how else to describe it, but high octane from the Lord. This is a high octane, buckle up, hang on type of a word. I got it this morning when I was in prayer. I'd actually felt it stirring for days and was praying in the spirit for days. And then this word finally came this morning, got confirmation of it late morning. And so this is why we're releasing it tonight. So welcome to everybody jumping on the United States and around the world. I see people from Texas, from Florida. Uh, I see who else in California. Uh, we're coming to you, California, soon. We're going to be at Reawaken America, Alabama. So welcome to everyone and also those around the world who watch. We have many around the world that tune in. Hello from Hawaii. Aloha. So uh, it's a wonderful thing to see. And hello to our moderators. They do such an amazing job. And our Ark of Grace team does an amazing job. Thank you for helping us do what we do for the Lord. Let's open up in prayer. I'm going to get into just um, a couple of an announcements. We're going to light the menorah and then we're going to get into everything else. So, Father God, in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, we come before you. We praise you. You are almighty God. You are high and lifted up far above every power, principality, and might. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise Do your precious, precious holy name. Father, we humble ourselves before you this day, asking the pull of the flesh becomes less in our lives, so you, your will, and your power become more in our lives. Father, forgive us of our sins. Cleanse us of all unrighteousness. We fall so short of your glory, Lord. We acknowledge you sent your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, to the earth, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He was the Passover lamb, the sacrifice for our sins. He willingly died at Calvary. He purchased us by the shedding of his blood. He redeemed us. He made an open show and spectacle of the enemy before all of creation. And we praise you, Lord. He rose again in three days, and after appearing to many, ascended back into heaven, took his rightful victorious place at the right hand of the Father, where he rules and reigns forevermore. He is our advocate day and night before your throne, and we honor that before you this day. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we welcome your presence, the presence of Ruach Elohim, the spirit of the living God, and the presence of the Ruach HaKadosh, the Holy Spirit, to fill this place, Lord, that your power would move, that people would tangibly feel your power, that the weight of your glory would fall, Father God. Lord, we just praise you, Father God. You are an ever-present up in times of trouble. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are the God that heals. By the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God, may only the truth and power of Almighty God with authority now come forth in Jesus' name. Father, take all the glory for yourself. 
you are the pottery and will certainly just declare you're the author and finisher of our faith, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We give you all the glory. Hashivenu Adonai, come to us, Lord, this day, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. Amen and amen. Okay. Amen. Praise God. Welcome, welcome. Okay. Just a couple of quick announcements and we're going to light the menorah together and then we're going to get into the word. So, Loudmouth Prayer Event in California, the third, this coming Thursday, 3.30 p.m. Pacific time, we will be in California at this Loudmouth Prayer Event. I think it's going to be like a parking lot revival. That's it. Good old-fashioned parking lot revival. Um, so that's mountain number one. Looking forward to seeing many of you there. And also announcement number two. On February 4th, which is a Sunday, I have been asked by Pastor Sam, who is the pastor of the Gathering at Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York, to preach Sunday service. So he said we could open it up. You are welcome to come. I will be preaching Sunday service, Sunday, February 4th, at the Gathering at Faith Assembly in Spack and Kill, New York, or Poughkeepsie, New York. Put in Poughkeepsie, New York, because... It'll give you uh, better directions, but we hope to see many of you there. We will be announcing this again. I am, am humbled that he that he asked, and so uh, looking very forward to doing this. Okay, now, Chag Sameach, Happy Hanukkah to our Jewish brothers and sisters. We celebrate um, the, the miraculous, the festival of lights with you, and we're going to light the Hanukkah candles together, and we're going to do the traditional prayer. So we've been doing this every night. Um, me and Chris, a couple, uh, one of our employees whose family is, is Jewish, he did it with us uh, the other night. So here we go. So we're going to light the candles and then we're going to say the prayer. And my team uh, backstage is praying there are no fires. So let's just pray that we're okay and that everything is good. But we're doing this live. Okay, here we go. Here we go. We're going to light. Middle one first. One, two, three. There we go. Praise the Lord. Put it over here. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Baluchata Adonai Elohenu Maleche Alam Asher Kidashanu Bemitzvotav Vezivanu Led Hadlik Ner Hanukkah. Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and commanded us to kindle the Hanukkah light. Baluchata Adonai Eloheinu Maleche Olam Sheasa Nisim Laavotenu Bayamim Chaychaim Bizman Chazeh. Blessed are you, Lord God. Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who performed miracles for our forefathers in those days at this time. Baruch Hashem, everyone. Praise be to God. So that is the prayer. There's one other prayer you do only on the first night when you light the Hanukkah candles. Uh, this is celebrated by them eating a lot of fried foods, potato latkes, potato pancakes, jelly donuts because of the oil, right? The miracle was the oil didn't go, didn't uh, go out during that time. So they eat a lot of fried foods. Um, I will not be showing them on this program just in case Dr. Sherwood is watching, but um, that's what they, I love potato pancakes. So I, ha I love potato latkes. I have to say they are absolutely delicious. 
Now, up, oh, hold on. Two candles went out. They lit, but then they went out. Here, we'll just put them back on. There we go. This one does not, you're going to light in Jesus' name. Let's see here. Let's see if we can get it. Okay, we got it. There we go. They're all lit. How long they stay lit, we'll see. But praise God. Yep, crisis averted. We got them relit. Okay, so um, before we get into the word, because like I said, this is a buckle up type of word. Uh, we wanted to show you there was another Fox News headline that recently came out. Um, and this prophecy keeps fulfilling over and over again. Hunter becomes hunted. So there it is. So this recently came out. Uh, I believe it was Fox News. It was sent to us. And so we just wanted to show that. Uh, we have the other one from the New York Post that had come out uh, weeks ago uh, in November. Hunter becomes the hunted. So this is definitely, remember the Lord said it would echo in this season. And it is echoing because it's showing up in different areas, the same headline. So it's definitely echoing. Okay. Now. Let's get up the word because the word is what is, oh, the word is what we're going to start with first. So I'm going to timestamp this. It was 824 AM when this word finally came. And so this is about, it's a little over three pages long. There's a lot in it. Um, get ready. We are going to put it up on the blog. Of course, arcofgrace.org. There is the ministry blog. It will go up in there. Uh, but this this word, uh, I haven't uh, totally reread this word after the Lord gave it to me. So some of it might, you know, might even be a surprise for me what's in it. So so let's begin. Praise the Lord. All praise, all is capitalized. All praise, honor and glory be to the Lord of hosts, maker of heaven and earth. The earth is his capital footstool. He is clothed in righteousness and in his hands are justice. He is our redeemer. Man has been redeemed from the pits. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And to his capital kingdom, there is no end. And that's capitalized. And the spirit of the Lord says this day, I am, that's capitalized, the light of the world. I am, that's capitalized, holy. My light never goes out. That's all capitalized. The oil never stops flowing for it is eternal. And in this time of much shaking and travail in the earth, my oil that's capitalized, the oil that heals, that restores, that delivers, that anoints. I have filled that oil in cisterns and sent my holy angels out on assignment to pour that oil on the body, to pour that oil upon those seeking me that's capitalized, to pour that oil to begin to heal and redeem those who have been in travail, who have been bound, who are walking a road of despair. That oil shall be poured out in a time of shaking and travail and darkness, so the light of my children will shine brighter and be a testimony that chases away the darkness. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy, that's capitalized, cometh in the morning." Joy, that's capitalized, my children. The joy, that's capitalized, of the Lord is your strength. However, there is another joy that's capitalized that will echo once again in this season. The justice of Yahweh, which the that's joy is the acronym. 
justice of Yahweh, the joy that's capitalized has gone out into the earth at this appointed time where many celebrate a birth, this joy that's capitalized shall birth forth correction and removal of those who have defiantly challenged my plans, my purposes, my ways, and smeared the name of my son that's capitalized. Jesus, Yeshua, call on his capital name, O Israel, O is capitalized. As you look upon the miracle of light, call on the light of the world, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And thus says the Lord, this joy, oh, who takes away the sins of the world, the darkness, so the sin is the darkness. So he says, who takes away the sins of the world, the darkness. And thus says the Lord, this joy that's capitalized shall be written in areas of the earth. There are areas of the earth marked for this joy. Now, all of this is capitalized. Oh, Israel, oh, America, oh, France, oh, England, oh, Venezuela, oh, Mexico, oh, Arizona, oh, Michigan, oh, New York, oh, California, oh, Oregon, oh, South Africa, oh, China. They are marked for joy to come. And double shall come to the capital of your nation, says the Lord, to Tel Aviv, to those places that have plotted and hatched the blood spilled and the perversions you see. The justice of Yahweh is coming to pass into your next year, says the Lord. January is marked, says the Lord. January is marked. And says the Spirit of the Lord this day, the sins of the father shall be passed down to the son. The parents have eaten. Now, this is from Jeremiah, I think. I'm not sure, but I think it's Jeremiah. The parents have eaten the sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge in this season. The children of leaders, says the Lord, their teeth have been set on edge from the sourness their parents have willfully, that's capitalized, consumed, says the Lord. However, says the Lord, in this season, the parents' teeth as well will be set on edge. The parents shall receive double for their defiance and willingness to steep in corruptness and break bread and make agreements with those who serve demons and that serpent of old, the devil. Agreements that have stretched across the oceans shall be broken into your next year, says the Lord. And says the Lord of hosts, watch Chinese leadership for a very sharp maneuver with yet another state and a squabble shall break out and spill over between China and India. Indian leadership shall question and challenge the strength of the BRICS. Okay, and it's spelled B-R-I-C-S. They shall speak forth what creates doubt in another heavyweight of those babbling bricks, says the Lord. And babbling they are, and a mess they shall a mess they shall make when a wrench in the plans causes a major gear to break and quite a fracture will come from such for they go against my time says the lord my time my holy time all of that is capitalized the capitalized silver is mine says the lord the gold is mine says the lord the resources are mine says the lord the minerals are mine says the lord the earth is the lord's and the fullness thereof that's all capitalized and the rest of this is all capitals therefore i the lord shall drain those who have in greed and deviousness taken such and shall give it to those who shall do my will who shall build who shall build 
what who who shall build what puts light into the earth who shall build what shall bless others it is my glory my glory says the lord not yours and those who have thrown mud on such and taken my glory for themselves shall and will be dealt with in this time and those who recklessly give words not of me to keep the people on a hook that is stagnating their growth, that is bringing their faith into despair, that is causing a codependency, that hook shall be removed and broken in this season, and the line cut of the one who utilized such a hook that was not of me or my will, says the Lord. For this is a time of reset and realignment in the earth. This is a time of correction and compelling forward. For I shall compel, that's capitalized, those forward who have a high call, who are about my business first, that's capitalized, says the Lord. The business of this world and my business, that's capitalized, are two very different things. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all, this is capitalized, these things shall be added unto you, says the Lord. And it shall in this season be added unto those who truly want to do my will, my way, that's capitalized, says the Lord. Not their way, says the Lord, my way, that's capitalized. Or they shall find themselves on an abandoned highway in this season, in this time, says the Lord. And says the Spirit of the Lord this day, the Supreme Court, the Supreme Courts of the States, shall be smeared if they do not, that's capitalized, do my will, that's capitalized, during this time. A judge is a serious position. It is supposed to be a representation of righteous judgment, which is different than the corrupted judgments many see in this world, all capitals. I am warning the supreme judges of the land and of the states, my will, not yours, be done. For some, their pockets are full of indulgences and bribes. Quid pro quo, says the Lord. You have become heavy with the flesh and muddied agreements. And in this season, that light of truth shall be brightly shined upon the Supremes. And you shall see stepping downs, plural, says the Lord. And a blow to a golden statue of Ruth, who did not do my will, but facilitated a spirit thirsty for blood to go forth. And says the spirit of the Lord this day, judgment in my courts, that's capitalized, have been entered against publications. Some of the biggest publications in the land, all capitals. Oh, I shall roll their stone away, says the Lord. And one high up shall have an encounter that brings them to their knees and begins to shift that stone and roll it in another direction. The stone shall be rolled away. The stone shall be rolled away, one that they are hiding as well. Scandal shall give a hard hit to such. Just watch, says the Lord. Cyrus is growling at the door. You hear him? And says the spirit of the Lord this day, those publications that desire and thirst to promote the spilling of innocent blood, that push rituals, those high up in such who serve their father, the devil, there shall be a large fracture of such and a tearing of the veil. And what shall spill out is rotten. A stench shall horrify those who once supported such. 
the cosmos, the vanity. You have partnered and helped such a spirit push an agenda that is dark, the depths of darkness and torment you have put upon those who lay their eyes on such. You are Ichabod. You were birthed of corruption. And in this appointed time, your foundation shall shake, your holders shall scatter, your investors shall move another direction, and you shall see your foundation crumble in areas. You have sown such, and your harvest is now coming in. And says the Lord of hosts, judgment begins in the house of God, and there shall be a large sweep that comes, a forceful sweep. A spring sweep shall come early, says the Lord, for the filth they have put in my capital house and welcomed in to take the lead. Many so-called shepherds have handed their flocks over to demonic agendas, talking points of devils, and have welcomed in perversions to take a front row seat. They have defied their fathers and gone the way of Cain, that's capitalized, thinking their way is better. All capitals here. I am the good shepherd, says the Lord, and my way and my will bears fruit for the body and for the earth that heals, delivers, sets free, repairs broken places, increases, prospers. Your fruit that you have borne from a hybrid tree, from a corrupted seed, is making the body sick, is tormenting the soul. It is approving sin to multiply and take over the house. That's capitalized. The head is ill and the body suffers, all capitals. And I, the Lord, shall and will bring into order as my gavel drops on such and their nakedness is exposed for the wickedness they have done in the dark shall come to the light and their preferences hidden for years shall be laid bare. Thus says the Lord, Though the earth travails, though the world shakes, though evil attempt in advance and the clouds of darkness attempt to rush in, you must, that's capitalized, be about my business, that's capitalized, and focusing on me, capital, the Lord your God. Now, this is all capitals. For my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Seek my way above all. Anchor yourselves in me. And though you witness the shaking and travail, you are under my covering, says the Lord. Thus says the Lord, the rose garden. Just watch, says the Lord, the events that unfold and what is spoken out of such. A place that has many thorns hidden in such bushes, says the Lord. Time is short, leaders, to repent. Time is short. Abate and switch, says the Lord. Abate and switch. Watch for the subtlety, says the Lord. Watch for them. Some are trading their sons for their position, says the Lord. They are putting their sons on the wall as a sacrifice. Others, their sons shall rise up in the coming season and be placed in higher positions they initially did not want. However, I, the Lord, am prodding them. I, the Lord, am prodding them. Don't be a wise guy, says the Lord. Be a wise guy, that's capitalized. Instead, for you do not think you need me, but you shall see, says the Lord. You shall see. And says the Spirit of the Lord this day, Norway, Norway, says the Lord, that area and the country surrounding. In a time of darkness, there shall be a light that comes forth from that area and leadership who knows, capital me, says the Lord, as the people there think it is business as usual, it shall not be, says the Lord, and great change and a rattling is set to hit that area. 
Thus says the Lord, O America, you were raised to be a nation of light, a beacon on a hill, a friend to Israel. You were raised up for such. However, those who serve the kingdom of darkness and do their bidding have purposely attempted to push America further into darkness, for it goes against my capital sacred time, the order of my capital sacred time. They have tampered with what is sacred to God, all capitals here, what is sacred to me, says the Lord, and judgment shall be issued against those spirits and their willing hosts for an event shall come soon that shall stop short America from going into the total abyss of darkness and propel it towards the light. That event is very soon, and the precursors to such are actively happening, for America needs to realign with my time, my sacred time moving from darkness to light, there was evening and then there was morning. And their long evening they have attempted will be cut short by the light of the dawn breaking forth and pulling down strongholds as the name of my son Jesus Christ rises and echoes across your land and across the oceans and into Israel. For Israel is ripe for change, says the Lord. It is ripe for change. And I shall restore what is being leveled. I shall restore it. A Nehemiah shall arise with the vision to see past the rubble who walks in my capital favor and who rebuild, who will rebuild the broken down places and restore Israel's territory, says the Lord. Jordan is about to have a major crisis. Choose wisely how you handle such, O leaders, that's capitalized, of that nation. For my eyes, that's capitalized, wander to and fro across the earth. And your choice in such a crucial moment in your history will determine your seat. I am God. There is no other. That's capitalized. Thus says the Lord, the Most High, capitalized, in the name of my son, capitalized, Yeshua, who sits at my capital right hand and actively without ceasing advocates for you, my children. And that is where it ends. I was heating up just reading that. I was heating up just reading that. So praise the Lord. That is where the word ends. Oh my goodness. Praise the Lord for that. So that is the first part here. We have something else to talk about. I know this was like a wow type of, this was a high octane word. Um, the Lord will not give his glory to another. He will not give his glory to another. And those that want to take his glory and mangle it in this season are going to be dealt with. They are going to be dealt with. The Lord blesses and the Lord prospers. But when somebody takes his glory and faces it towards other things, the Lord takes that personally. So that will be dealt with. Okay. Now, the second thing we have to get into is a vision. A vision that the Lord gave me on December 7th. I've been sitting on this for four days now. It happened in the early morning. Don't mind my nose here. It happened in the early mornings of December 7th. And what happened? Well, actually, no, it happened at, okay, so the vision happened at 11.09 p.m. Okay, so the initial vision, I woke up, and this is the first thing on my mind, was what happened early morning. So on the 7th at 11.09 p.m., this vision happens. 
I had closed my eyes for a few minutes. I was still awake. And I saw what looked like a sign coming down vertical off of a building. And it was all black individual squares with white letters in it. And it spelled the name Abner. And as I opened my eyes, I clearly heard Abner, son of Ner. Now, I immediately went to the word to see who Abner, son of Ner was, because this is really important, I think, for what we're about to see happen here. So, biblically speaking, Abner, the son of Ner, was the commander in chief of, uh, chief of Saul's army. So, this is in 1 Samuel 14, we learn about Abner, okay? So, he was one of Saul's top generals. He was a respected military commander and a valued advisor to the king. And he held one of the highest positions of power in the nation. He also played a pivotal role in the military career of David. Because remember, D David served in Saul's army for a time before Saul tried to hunt him down. Um, and so basically, when Saul begins to pursue David, okay, when Saul completely turns and begins to pursue David, um, Abner is in charge of Saul's army that's doing this. Now, why did this happen in 1 Samuel 18, 7? The women were singing and they said, Saul has slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. And Saul started to realize David was anointed by God and wanted to get rid of of him so he would not ascend to the throne so saul goes after david abner is sent with the army to hunt down david so now abner is is dispatched as the top general to go hunt down david and what happens um in this is something very interesting so the lord delivers david right from saul so we know that but what happens is Saul's son, and that we're going to get the Ishbosheth. We're going to get into this in a minute. But David was anointed by God to be king, and no amount of persecution slandering him in the kingdom, trying to destroy his name or hunting him down like a dog, was going to change that. Was when God anoints like that, they just can't go and revoke that, no matter what they try. So. We know that on two occasions, David spares Saul, and I believe Abner is with Saul when these two incidents happen. And David actually calls out Abner and said, why did you protect Saul when David went and stole the spear in the water jug while Saul and the army were sleeping? And then he's going to Abner, you didn't even protect the king. So this kind of exchange happens between David and Abner. Now, what happens is... Saul dies, right, in battle. Saul dies, and we're going to get to that in a minute, but Saul ends up with his sons in battle dying. Now, before that, um, let's see here. I want to see which what I want to go with this. Okay, so after this incident, David doesn't see Saul again, right? Saul ends up going to the witch of Endor, making a covenant basically with this witch by asking her to call up dead Samuel and then having a meal with her, which solidifies this, right? And he dies in battle. Now, what happens in first, uh, it, it, it starts about second Samuel chapter two, verses eight through 11. 
Saul's son, Ishbosheth, okay, becomes the king, okay? Uh, so Abner ends up becoming the de facto leader of the nation when Saul dies in battle. Abner is the one that establishes Ishbosheth as king. So now you got David as king of Judah and Ishbosheth as uh, the king of the rest of Israel. All right. So David's over Judah. Abner has this coronation and ceremony for Ishbosheth, which is not in the will of God, which only served to divide the nation and delay David's rightful ascension to the throne, sparking a civil war in the process. This Abner's decision to do this divides the nation, okay? And and ends up delaying, in a way, David taking over as king in all of Israel. And it says in 2 Samuel chapter 2, verses... Um, 8 through 31. I'm going to read it for you because this is really important for where we're going with this. But Abner, the son of Ner, commander of Saul's army, had taken Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, and brought him over to Mahanim. He made him king over Gilead, over the Asherites, over Jezreel, over Ephraim, over Benjamin, even over all Israel. Ishbosheth, Saul's son, was 40 years old when he became king over Israel, and he was king for two years which is interesting, two years, the nation was divided, right? And, he, and he's king for two years. The house of Judah, however, followed David. The time that David was king in Hebron over the house of Judah was seven years and six months. Verse 12, now Abner, the son of Ner, went out from the uh, Manha, uh, Mahanaim to Gibeon with the servants of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul. And Joab, the son of Zariah, and the servants of David went out and met them by the pool of Gibeon. And they sat down. And basically what happens here is they, they pick 12 of their men to compete, right? So you've got Abner and his men, Joab and his men. These men end up killing each other in, in some ridiculous competition, right? They they all end up dying. So I'm going to go to verse 18. And you got you got Abner and Joab who are still alive. And so what happens is Joab's brother, um, who is Asahel, he, he could run very fast, basically. He said he could run like a gazelle. And he pursues Abner after this competition. And Abner basically tells him to turn back. He refuses to turn back. He's trying to kill Abner. So Abner ends up killing Asahel. And Joab finds out. And he ends up going after, Joab ends up going after Abner, okay? And it says in verse 24, but Joab and Abishai pursued Abner. And when the sun was going down, they came to the hill of Amma, which is in front of Gaia, by the way of the wilderness of Gibeon. The sons of Benjamin gathered together behind Abner and became one band. And they stood on the top of a certain hill. Then Abner called to Joab and said, shall the sword devour forever? Do you not know that it will be bitter in the end? How long will you refrain from telling the people to turn back from following their brothers? Joab said, as God lives, if you have not spoken, surely then the people would have gone away in the morning, each from following his brother. So Joab blew the trumpet or the shofar and all the people halted and pursued Israel no longer, nor did they continue to fight anymore. Abner and his men then went through the uh, 
Araba all that night. So they crossed the Jordan and walked all morning and came to Mahanaim. Okay. So what happens from this um, is that Joab holds a grudge. Okay. Joab holds a grudge against Abner. Okay. And we're going to get into what Abner did because something happens here that is key to what I'm talking about to the nation. Because I think Abner represents somebody high up in America and somebody high up in Israel. Okay. And so shortly after Abner had established Ishbosheth as king and his father's place, a title had, that God had already bestowed upon David, the commander of, of Saul's army travels to meet Joab. This all goes down, but something else happens, okay? Something else happens in this that Abner does. Second Samuel chapter three talks about this. Okay. And I'm going to read it verses six through 10. It came about while there was war between the house of Saul and the house of David, that Abner was making himself strong in the house of Saul. Now Saul had a concubine whose name was Rizpah, the daughter of Aiah. And Ishpasheth said to Abner, why have you gone into my father's concubine? Then Abner was very angry over the words of Ishpasheth and said, Am I a dog's head that belongs to Judah? Today I show kindness to the house of Saul, your father, to his brothers and to his friends, and have not delivered you into their into the hands of David. And yet today you charge me with a guilt concerning the woman. May God do so to Abner, and more also, if as the Lord has sworn to David, I do not accomplish this for him, to transfer the kingdom from the house of Saul and to establish the throne of David over Israel and over Judah, from Dan even to Beersheba. And he could no longer answer Abner a word because he was afraid of him. Okay, what exactly this means is kind of up for debate. However, we read that Abner claimed Rizpah, a concubine of King Saul for himself. Some would have viewed this as a move to seize Saul's power, right? Some would have viewed this as sedition, okay? We see the same issue arise with King Solomon and his brother Adonijah over him asking for the woman that took care of David while he was dying. The same issue arises. And Solomon says, well, why don't you just take the kingdom also? It was the same issue. So while his motives may be unclear, Ishbosheth perceived Abner's actions as an attempt to claim the throne and accused Abner of sedition. Okay, and he accuses him of that in 2 Samuel 3, 7. What is sedition? Conduct or speech inciting people to rebel against the authority of a state or monarch. That's what the definition of sedition is. In any case, Ishbosheth's accusations angered Abner because Abner was the de facto leader who established the throne of Ishbosheth in spite of David. So Abner is the one who was behind the scenes doing this, okay? And he was outraged by the king's lack of appreciation for putting him on the throne. So Abner then commits right there. Now, this is what's important right now for the nation and what's going on. Abner then commits to handing the kingdom over to David. He abandons Ishbosheth. He abandons the line of Saul. 
his loyalty in a moment shifts to David and handing the entire kingdom over to David. Okay. So once again, this could have been a political move or an attempt to gain favor from those he believed would ultimately win. However, Abner declaring his support convinced the remaining tribes of Israel, this is how much weight he held, to support David over Ishbosheth. So Abner is involved in literally tipping the scales and the political support of an entire nation in order to establish David as king over all Israel, okay? Shortly after this, Abner meets with David under a banner of peace. Um, Joab, Joab was, let me tell you something about Joab. Joab was a little Meshuggah, okay? He was a little crazy. He held grudges. He had a thirst for blood. And after this banner of peace is established, after Abner does all of this, right, and supports David, Joab has not forgotten that Abner killed his brother, right, who was pursuing him, right? So Joab summons now the elderly commander back to Hebron, unbeknownst to David. See, Joab liked to sneak around behind David's back and do things that ultimately then would get David in trouble. So Joab was a problem. This is why when David was on his deathbed, he told Solomon to deal with Joab for all the innocent bloody shed. This is why, because Joab was a problem. So Joab murders Abner in 2 Samuel 3, verses 26 through 30, to avenge Asahel's death is ultimately what happens, right? When David discovers this, not only is he beside himself, right? He's beside himself, but his anger burned against Joab. That's what it says. His anger burned against Joab. As good of a commander as Joab was, he shed a lot of unnecessary blood and brought trouble upon the house of David. So David publicly reprimands Joab for this violent act of retribution, but ultimately he doesn't take commander at this point away from Joab. So the point here is that also vengeance and retribution belongs to the Lord and him alone. Okay. It's not for men to take into their own hands many times, like they so want to do, right? God had anointed Saul and God alone had the only right to remove him when he saw fit to do so. Unlike Joab, David's heart was never set on retribution, but restoration. Okay. The throne of Israel was also not David's to claim. All thrones, like all crowns, belong to the Lord. They are given as he wills at appointed times and could be taken just as easily. Okay. Lastly, God's timing was not David's. It would be years before David sat on the throne of Israel, something he had been anointed to do as a young man. Whether Saul, Ishbosheth, or Abner, whoever held power over Israel was there for a reason. All David could do was trust God's timing and hold to the promises of God when things didn't seem to make sense or his path seemed unclear. So Abner tipped an entire nation towards David. Abner supported the house of Saul and he was a high commander in the army, right? He was top general. And when he was accused of sedition, in an instant, he turned against them. He turned against them and he aligned himself with David. And I'm going to tell you, Psalm 23 
even when the, when David says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you, O Lord, are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. David wrote this while he was being pursued, okay, by them. He wrote this. Remember, Abner pursued David. So the one that pursued David, now this is the prophetic part here. This is what's super important. The one that pursued David ultimately turned in order to help propel him and put him at the head of all Israel. So the, the, he initially helped Saul pursue David to harm him. And the Lord protected David. But then Abner turned and was utilized in order to turn a whole nation to David. In order for the whole nation's weight then to turn to David. So when Abner turned, he had that much influence. All these other tribes turned. And I'm going to tell you something. There is an Abner right now that is high up in the United States government right now. There is an Abner that is high up in the Israeli government right now. Probably the military. Probably the military. So there is an Abner that is high up and in both areas, in both countries. And we're going to see that Abner come forth. That Abner is going to come forth who has once thrown their support to ones that corrupted a nation will now suddenly turn their support to the one that was being pursued who was rightfully anointed to lead all along. There's a reason I saw this. There's a reason I saw this name spelled out so clearly in dark squares with white letters. Isn't that interesting? Black and white. Black and white. So I know there's more meaning to this. And as it comes out, I'll tell you. So I'm just giving you initially what I have researched and prayed about. And, and this is what it is now. So I wanted to give that to you tonight. Um, before we close, because this was super important. I think this vision is very timely from the Lord. I think you're going to see this happen. So be in prayer and watch. Be in prayer and watch. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So that's uh, where I think I'm going to end for tonight, because that was a lot. That was a lot, but praise the Lord. We got it. We got it all done. Praise the Lord. It was put out, it was put forth, and we give God all the glory for it. So we praise the Lord for that. So I'm looking very forward to seeing many of you in California. We are getting ready to go. Um, we will be finishing Hanukkah. We will be lighting the lights every night. I'm so glad you got to join us for that and, and do uh, the prayers with us. I've actually been taking a picture of the menorah every night when I light it and sending it to Doobie. So please pray for Doobie and his family who are in Israel. Uh, that, that, you know, they're very close to the Clement family. He was Kim Clement's personal tour guide. We absolutely love Doobie and his family. We bless them in the name of Jesus. And so uh, I've been sending him pictures every night when I light the menorah. So it's been something really nice uh, that we've been doing uh, together because we, we are grateful into the same family we're adopted into that covenant so so they are our jewish brothers and sisters and we love them very much and we're praying for them so 
if you'd like to end now, I can bring in the dogs because I did not want to be disrupted for this. This was very important. But now, for all of your viewer enjoyment, I shall bring in the dogs before we end. Okay, guys. Come on. Let's go. Good boy. I am going to blow the candles out, though, because Cyrus is here and Missy is here and Toby is here. They have all come in. So there we go. I know Cyrus. Oh, my goodness. Would you, Cyrus, come here. Would you like to come say hi to everybody? Come on. Oh, say hi. Say happy Hanukkah. God bless everyone. Yes, you're such a good boy. He's been such a good boy lately. Cyrus won pet of the day at Roosevelt Veterinary Center. He came in for a checkup and um, to uh, basically just get a rundown with the vet because uh, Cyrus fights some allergies. And he won pet of the day and he was given a toy and they took a picture and it was so nice and they put it up on their website. So, and I have to tell you, I'll end with this. Okay. So I, I was hysterical laughing because we put up the post, our team put up the post of Cyrus and it says Cyrus is the winner, right? Now it's not registering with me yet. They put this up and they write this, right? Well, people start writing in the chat, in the, in the comments, Cyrus is the winner. That sounds prophetic to me. And I started laughing because I started putting two and two together about Cyrus. There it is. Thank you guys. There it is. He, he won the, the, the pet of the day. They just absolutely loved him, but they said Cyrus is the winner in their post that they put out uh, on Facebook and the other platforms. And people are writing, that's prophetic. Cyrus is the winner. So I was laughing when it finally registered with me. What <laughs> What was really going on? So I just thought I'd share that with all of you. And Toby's doing amazing. He's getting his staples out tomorrow. I think he will. Oh, he's sleeping right here. Let me see if I can show you Toby. There he is. Toby's right there. He's getting his staples out tomorrow. Thank you for all your prayers. He's doing amazing. He does have to be on a special diet, though. Please pray he is fighting metabolic issues and, uh, you know, we are, we are working with the diet with that. And, and so the vet is helping us with that. Hi, Missy. And Missy's here too. I'm petting her right now. Do you want to come up and say hi? Want to come up? No? Come on. No, not just your paw. Come up. Come on. Oh, there we go. Okay, there's Missy. Want to say hi for a minute before we leave? Okay. Okay, you're a good girl. Okay. Cyrus, don't pull her down, honey. Please, no wrestling. We're live, honey. We're live. Okay. There we go. So now you've all seen them. <laughs> they're all in. So this is how we're going to end for tonight because they're starting to wrestle. And uh, we're done with everything. Praise the Lord. We got through it. So God bless everyone. Keep the faith. Oh, we wanted to put up two. Right as we're ending, we'll put up Givaderm uh, because this is what I use. So basically, it is all natural. It is one of the best smelling I have ever used. It is an amazing line. People ask a lot what I use. This is what I use. So you can use promo code ARC10. Whoo, I feel like I ran a marathon today. I really do. I feel, I've been all over today and then this. So praise God, we got through it. Keep the faith. Armor up according to Ephesians chapter 6, Psalm 91. Takes two to three minutes. I say it every single day. The word is living and active. It means you have to activate it. It is active when you speak it.
It goes forth and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. This is a powerful weapon and we need to use it. Also, the Lord's Prayer. Jesus taught his disciples to pray that way. The order of that prayer is very important. And I suggest you get yourself into the habit of that. Also, Ephesians 1 and 3 from the Believer's Authority. Those scriptures I pray every single day. They are super important. It has to do with wisdom and understanding. And we need that more and more in the world we live in because our citizenship is in heaven. We are in this world. We are not of this world. And we need that wisdom of God and that discernment to go forth and and, and do his will on this earth and be a light, be a light in a dark place. So praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Have a wonderful rest of your evening, everybody. We love you. God bless you. Chag Samiach to our Jewish brothers and sisters. Baruch Hashem. And we will be back on tomorrow. Keep the faith. Hello, everyone. Amanda Grace here. So as many of you know, Dr. Mark Sherwood and Dr. Michelle Sherwood of the Functional Medical Institute are mine and Chris's doctors. And so I went to Dr. Sherwood with a problem that I was seeing, not only with with what I was going through, but with what other women were going through concerning their metabolism, concerning energy, concerning their hormones. And so we put our heads together and we are very happy now to finally be able to present to you Rafa for women. Rafa means healer in Hebrew. So it is an ode to the Lord because he is our healer. He put things in the earth that help heal us. And so Rafa is a product that was created for that. It also helps by helping with a healthy metabolism and natural hormones, as well as it helps balance fatigue. It helps with weight gain, night sweats, mood swings, blood sugar issues, and more. It is all natural. And I find more and more people are going into the natural arena in order to find solutions to issues that they're going through. So if you'd like to learn more, you can go to www.arcofgrace.org forward slash ministry dash partners to learn more about Rafa today. God bless. Hey everyone, Amanda Grace here. If you are looking for advice on financial matters, if you think gold and silver might be right for you, go to bh-pm.com today. Andrew Sorcini of Beverly Hills Precious Metals, who has been on Ark of Grace many times and loves to answer our viewer questions, is here with his team to answer all of your gold and silver needs. Whether you want to buy gold and silver, whether you have questions to see if it's right for you, whether you are looking to roll over retirement accounts, go to bh-pm.com today and Andrew and his team will be more than happy to assist you with all of your needs. If you want to support an amazing patriot and be a blessing, go to MyPillow.com today and use promo code ARK, A-R-K, to save up to 66% or more off of all MyPillow products. They have pillows, of course, but they are so much more than pillows. They have sheets. They have slippers. They have bathrobes. They even have dog beds. And a fun fact for all of you, Noble, one of our pigs in our animal sanctuary, has indeed slept on a MyPillow dog bed. So if you want to be a blessing, you can go to MyPillow.com today and use promo code ARK. 
It is an alternative to big pharma based on quantum physics, over 40 scripture verses written into these patches for everything from blood sugar, anxiety, pain, neuropathy, to immune system boost, dog pain. They are very sincere about um, having alternatives to big pharma. We are a big advocate of natural solutions to help with pain and, and, and blood sugar and a host of other issues. I yeah. tried the pain patches and, yes, and they worked when I used them. When you connect it to your body, the skin patch changes your brainwaves. Sugar, this one is neuropathy. I actually have it on. And we use this on Toby, actually, because Toby's about eight years old. And from being paralyzed years ago and the Lord miraculously healing him, he has a little leftover with his joints and his hips. So we actually give him the doggy pain patches. What was he doing? He was running? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I walked him out. And wow, he's boom. And he got power. I said, no way. And I don't know. I said, Amanda, what? What did you do to him? To <laughs> <laughs> so it's good.